This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the White House withdraws its nomination of a contributor to the impeachment of President Trump. Agencies are still struggling with improper payments, and recent legislation isn't doing much to help. So the president signs another bill giving agencies more tools to combat improper payments. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Elaine McCusker is no longer the nominee for Defense Department Comptroller. McCusker raised concerns about suspending defense aid to Ukraine in 2019, which eventually led to the impeachment of President Donald Trump. McCusker served as acting comptroller after David Norquist took over the position of deputy defense secretary. The withdrawal of McCusker's nomination comes after the ouster of Defense Undersecretary for Policy John Rood. Rood's firing was also partly influenced by his reluctance to halt funding to Ukraine. About $175 billion was spent on improper payments last year. That's up from $151 billion in 2018. The Government Accountability Office says about 70% of those improper payments stem from Medicaid, Medicare, and the IRS's earned income tax credit. Congress passed the Improper Payments Elimination and Recovery Act in 2010, but as of 2018, GAO says only half of the 24 largest federal agencies have met all the requirements of that law. The legislation requires agencies to set annual targets for improper payment reduction. So President Donald Trump has signed another bill giving federal agencies more tools to fight improper payments. The Payment Integrity Information Act launches a working group for agencies to tackle improper payments alongside state governments and other non-federal partners. The Office of Management and Budget and the Federal Inspectors General Counsel must also release new guidance to agencies on meeting existing improper payment mandates. The new law also requires agencies to identify which programs are the most at risk for improper payments and figure out ways to flag improper payments before they happen. A decision HHS made about a year ago continues to reverberate across the government and industry. Federal News Network's Jason Miller is here to explain. Agencies and contractors alike remain in the dark as to why the Department of Health and Human Services is shutting down its assisted acquisition services. The decision is putting agency missions and companies at risk, and it's wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars. Among the new evidence of potential waste is HHS is paying vendors thousands of dollars in penalties for processing bills late. For their part, HHS says it's reviewing its financial systems and processes to improve its operations and strengthen transparency. I'm Jason Miller. Agencies now have the official go-ahead to reserve task orders for small businesses under multiple award contracts. The Federal Acquisition Regulations Council finalized the rule for how agencies can set aside task orders for small, disadvantaged, and women-owned businesses. The council made 18 changes to the proposed rule, including how an agency can award directly to a company in the 8A program. The final rule has been in the works since 2016. A former Veterans Affairs small business specialist is sentenced to a year and a half in prison for taking bribes to rig federal contracts. An investigation by the FBI and VA's inspector general revealed Dwayne Nevins helped manipulate the bidding process while working at VA's network contracting office in Colorado. 
Another attempt to correct deficiencies with the paid parental leave law. House Veterans Affairs Committee Ranking Member Phil Rowe has a new bill that should ensure all VA employees have access to 12 weeks of paid parental leave. Rowe says VA doctors, nurses, dentists, and other health care professionals at the VA are inadvertently left out of the Federal Employee Paid Leave Act. Rowe says the VA Family Leave Act would correct the inconsistency and give all employees the same benefits. Amtrak brings in a new CEO with multimodal transportation experience. Federal News Network's Tom Temin is here with more. The government railroad hires William Flynn as its next CEO to succeed Richard Anderson. Flynn will take over Amtrak April 15th. He'll arrive from Atlas Air Worldwide Holdings, an operator of military and passenger charter flights and air freight. He also worked for CSX Railroad and logistics companies. The leadership change occurs as Amtrak enjoys record ridership and improving financials. It's also in the midst of a capital investment drive. Amtrak is at odds, though, with Congress over its route strategy. I'm Tom Temin. General Charles Brown Jr. is nominated as the next chief of staff of the Air Force. Brown currently serves as the commander of Pacific Air Forces. If confirmed, he would be the first African-American military leader of the Air Force. Brown began his career in the service in 1984, previously serving as deputy commander of the U.S. Central Command and as National Defense Fellow at the Institute of Defense Analysis. Brown would take over for current Air Force Chief of Staff General David Goldfein when he leaves the position in June. The Navy has a new strategy to put a premium on education throughout its workforce. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has those details. The Education for Sea Power strategy aims to fill what the Navy sees as education gaps across its officer, enlisted, and civilian workforces. Among other things, it calls for legislation later this year to establish a Naval Community College and build more formal education opportunities for mid-career officers. For civilians, the Navy plans to set up an Executive Fellows Program by the end of this year, sending its most highly qualified civilians to master's level executive leadership programs at outside colleges and universities. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The military is changing the way it does business in response to the coronavirus. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The Defense Department is increasing precautions against the coronavirus as the disease continues to spread globally. The Pentagon says it's assessing how the virus might affect exercises and training. The military postponed a recent exercise in South Korea because of the contagion. Access to some bases have been restricted in Korea and Italy. Additionally, the military put travel restrictions on troops in Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says his top priority is the safety of troops and their families. I'm Scott Massioni. And the Office of Personnel Management has a new partnership with NASA to hire the next generation of astronauts. OPM worked with NASA and current astronauts to craft a new application and assessment tool for the Artemis Lunar Exploration Mission. OPM says the new tools will help NASA more quickly process and review applicants for this specific mission. The tools are part of OPM's U.S. Staffing Talent Acquisition System. They're designed to specifically assess candidates for the competencies needed to become an astronaut. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 